Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, I'm super excited about this week's conversation. I have Sarah Shaw on the show, and she is the founder of Sarah Shaw Consulting. So thanks so much for joining me. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Pleasure to be here. Yay. Yeah. I was looking at your website before we hopped on and I love it. It is like so pink and just all the fun stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, and yeah, and like we were talking before we hopped on, I was not able to get champagne because crappy, uh, shipping dates, but you know, we'll have to circle back at some point and do that. Yeah. (laughs) That'll be fun. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, let's just dive in. I can't wait to hear more, um, you know, how you got started, you know, who your business helps and, you know, Just feel free to share everything that you want. (laughs) Okay, awesome. Do you want me to start with how I how I got started? Sure. Yeah, that sounds great. Like, have you always done this, or like, you know, what did you do before starting your business? Or you know, it's kind of a long path. (laughs) I won't bore you. I promise. Um, Well, when I um, I majored in uh, French literature and costume design in college, Um, I know it's kind of an odd. Uh, mixture, but I went in as a French lit major because I thought I wanted to be a simultaneous translator at the United Nations and travel the world and translate for somebody. And I ended up taking a costume design class just totally randomly. And I just fell in love with it. And so I decided that was my path, but I was already pretty heavy into the French. And um, so I double majored and I finished college and uh, moved to Los Angeles because somebody... um, helped me get a job in the film business, just kind of getting into the union and working in a costume house. So I stayed in LA for most of my adult life. And I worked, um, I rose up pretty quickly in the ranks and I worked in costumes for movies um, for about 11 years. And towards the end of that, I was getting a little bored and I just wasn't really feeling that creative. And I worked on all different kinds of shows, you know, things from Star Trek movies, which were really fun. And, you know, uh, we made everything and it was really interesting to working on TV shows where I just shopped for a living and, you know, it was a little boring. So (laughs) I know some people are like, woo, movie business sounds so exciting. And it was, it was super exciting, but it just really wasn't going to go anywhere for me. And I just didn't want to be a costume designer. And, um, it just, I was kind of at the top of my field. Anyway, I started a craft club with some friends in the business because we were all a little bored and we started making things. Um, this was back in 1997, early 1997 and just making things from Martha Stewart magazine or places that we could find like crafts and stuff. And I saw this little, she had this little red pinked felt pinked cut with pinking shears, um, felt, a uh, bag that looked like a brown, you know, like a brown lunch bag that we all took when we were. Mm, oh yeah, <laughs> it was that same exact shape, and she was, um, but she cut it out of red felt and was calling it a Christmas wrapping idea, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, if you turned it on its side, 
and put strut handles on it, it'd be kind of a cute purse. And I just sort of thought that and just put it away because I had a job in the film business and had never really thought, you know, about leaving my job mm-hmm. seriously. So anyway, I put it away for about a year and then a boyfriend um, who was an entrepreneur, it just came up in conversation and he dared me to get it going. So anyway, I did get it going. I took him up on the dare. I had that business for five years. It was hugely successful. I, um, this particular bag cut with pinking shears just kind of took off like wildfire and it was my cash cow. And I, um, sold in 1200 stores across the country. And I don't know, it was probably in a couple hundred different magazines. And I had bags in Julia, uh, Julia Roberts had one of my bags in oceans 11 and I had a bag in legally blonde with Reese Witherspoon and um, friends and Will and Grace and a bunch of other TV shows. (laughs) And, um, and then after nine 11, my investors pulled out and I just couldn't really survive, um, without outside money sources. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of stumbled along for all of 2002 and got new investors and then people who'd worked with Kate Spade's company and thought they could turn me into the next Kate Spade. And I was like, woohoo, you, you took her from 26 to 70 million. You can take me from one to 10 million. I'll be right. happy. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, but they, it was just a really weird time in the, in this country. And right. they just, I just couldn't make things work. So anyway, I ended up closing that business at the end of 2002. And then I, um, the next year I patented a closet organizer for handbags and it ended up being a really successful product. And I, when I finally decided to launch another business in 2006, um, I'd been really gun shy, obviously, and I didn't <laughs> yeah. want any business partners this time or investors. I just wanted to do it on my own. And so I kind of learned everything, like learned Photoshop and learned how to build a website and you know, knew, learned everything about mm-hmm. marketing online because I hadn't done a lot of that with my handbag line because not everybody was online back then. So kind of started all over from scratch and the business was really successful. I, I did half a million in sales in the first two years with one product in 12 colors and people started asking how I did this, you know, and I was like, Oh, it's not that hard. You know, you just do this, this, and this. And people were hiring me to come consult with their companies. And, um, some friends suggested that I, start teaching people how to do this. Of course, I was like, that is the dumbest idea I've ever heard. Like who is going to pay me to teach them how to launch their product? And they, they were like, um, do you read the news? Like life coaches are the hugest thing out there right now. This was in 2009 and, uh, life coaches had been just really coming on the market pretty hard at that point. Mm-hmm. And they're like, these are people who are teaching people how to figure out what they want to do f- with their life. You would be helping people who already know what they want to do with their life. And I was like, huh, that's an interesting idea. So I, they sort of forced my hand a little bit and kind of dared me again to get this going. And so I hired a business coach and she taught me how to put a service company together because I can sell products in my sleep. I just have no idea how do you get the stuff out of your head and teach people about it. Yeah, service is a totally different (laughs) ballgame. Totally. And so anyway, in 2009, in December, actually, of 2009, I launched my consulting business. Um, So that's how I got there. And I've been doing this full time ever since. I still, I had my 
um, closet organizer business, which was called Simply Sarah. I had that until maybe 2014. And after, you know, all those years of just selling one thing, I, I kind of got bored and I really loved my consulting business. Mm-hmm. And so I just closed up shop on that and the patent had just expired. And so, you know, I just thought that the uh, copycats were going to really come out of the woodwork. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, I, that's how I got here. Oh, I love that. Do you think you'll ever like create products again? Or you're now in like the services and teaching people? Um, I have a potential resurgence of my bag. Um, so there's a big company that's interested in possibly relaunching it. And, but of course we got all the samples and the final pricing like a week before COVID hit. So (laughs) I just kind of shelved it for right now, just because handbags are not the most popular item at this point. Um, but I think we'll probably move for, you know, hopefully we'll move forward with that in 2021. So we'll see. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. Um, and, and and looking at your website earlier, like, do you do a lot of like public relations and stuff as well? Or like, Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I, one of the, the, the three kind of main things that I consult and and teach people how to do is how, how to get their products into stores, right. Mm -hmm. How to talk to store buyers and how to sell wholesale how to pitch themselves to magazines and, you know, other media outlets, you know, influencers, YouTube bloggers and, you know, video channels and TV, um, and then how to get their products to celebrities and then how to promote all of those things so that they help build your credibility and also help you make more money. Oh, I love that. It's awesome. Oh, cool. So consulting, family, all of, you know, all the things, like what are your tips on balancing life and work? Hmm. I don't know (laughs) if I'm that good at it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, To be honest, I'm a single mom and I have twin girls that will be 13 next month. Um, Oh, wow. Wow. So I've been work balancing um, since they were two. And so 11 years now I've been on my own Mm -hmm. and they, um, are the lights of my life. And I do really try to not work on the weekends so that Mm -hmm. I can hang out with them. And I, I really make an effort to be done with my day when they're done with school. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in normal times, you know, I'm usually (laughs) picking them up from school around three 30, whereas now they've been doing remote learning all year. So we're all yeah. kind of on top of each other <laughs> right. around and learning, you know, I have a zoom call right now. Well, I do too, you know, <laughs> let me not schedule all of them at the same time. So it's been a learning experience for all of us. And, you know, I think learning as a mom to set your boundaries yeah. for business, you know, and decide kind of when you're going to turn it off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tend to really turn things off usually by about three thirty or four most days, I mean, the majority of the days. And then if I need to do a little work after they get up to bed at nine or 10, right. <laughs> sometimes I'll hit my computer and just catch up on a few emails or something that might be important for the next day. Um, but I, I do, I, I do realize the importance of work-life balance and I just don't want my kids to, you know, grow up and just be like, yeah, I hardly knew my mom. She was never around. Right. Yeah. So, that's tough. And like, 
yeah, I have I have a 10 year old daughter and a seven year old son. And sometimes I'm just like, oh, am I giving them enough? You know, like, I don't know, like it's just a, a con, not constant, but, you know, like those little voices in your head sometimes like, oh, you know, and I can't believe she's 10 already. It's like this yeah. is going by so much quicker than I thought, you know, oh, like it's so, crazy. I know. Yeah. Um, and it yeah. seems like the older they get, the faster it goes. Yes, so. exactly. I know. Cause it felt like when they were babies, it was like, oh my God, I'm changing diapers forever. You know? <laughs> <laughs> at least you weren't changing two at a time. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I can't even imagine <laughs> that would be insane. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was pretty crazy, but, um, all totally worth it. They're yeah. awesome. Oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, are there any like apps or softwares or, you know, automation or anything that you use in your business to help it thrive? Mm-hmm, I do. I use active campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a good one. and I have lots of automations set up in there. I try to live and breathe through automations just because you kind of, it's a set it and forget it. Right. And I, I really feel like, Um, It's important for brands to build rapport when people come to your site, right? It's not just sell it, not just like, hey, want to buy this? Want to buy this again? You know, it's telling the story and creating, um, I don't know, kind of like your storefront, right? Like when you go, when you walk down the the street and you see this cute store and their window draws you in, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You have that opportunity, I think, through your business and your email content and how, you know, even your social media content to draw people in and let them see who you are. Yeah. Oh, I love that analogy. It's spot on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just a, such a visual person. I think just because of my background and right. being in film and making products and, uh, and I just kind of grew up in it. My gram, both my grandmothers were in the fashion business and, um, so it's just been part of, I think it's part of my DNA. <laughs> yeah, totally. I know. I, I need to up my automation game. I, yeah. Cause it, it is, it's like, I feel like, you know, it takes a good bit of time to like kind of get up and going, but then after that, you were just like, you know, like you said, set it and forget it. And it does mm-hmm. so many positive things. I just have not taken that time to like that little lump, you know, to get it all up and going. But mm-hmm. I just think it's just a, you know, it's kind of like one of those things where you say, all right, well, over the holiday break or over, yeah. you know, this weekend, I'm going to take three hours, you know, yeah. <laughs> just do it. Right. I know I have um, so many things planned for the holiday break and I'm like, I'm not even going to have a break. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I decided I was like, oh, I think I'm going to work two days each week. And I'm, then I just blocked out my calendar for the rest yeah. of it. Oh, that's a good idea. I should yeah. go ahead and do that because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because if not, it's like a slippery slope. And all of a sudden it's like, you know, January 3rd. And you're like, ah. I know. So. I've been at my desk all day. What did everyone went sledding without me? <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so what's your favorite or most, most effective way to market your business that you've learned over the years? Um, I think email marketing, <laughs> but then also Facebook. I, mm-hmm. I use Facebook a lot for, for marketing um, connecting with people, um, through Facebook groups or cold contacting people through Facebook, um, who I think might benefit from my services. Um, you know, I also have a Facebook group for designers and I answer questions in there, you know, whatever I try to prompt 
prompt thought (laughs) and (laughs) questions, you know, so that they, you know, would know what to ask me. And that's, that's been a a really fun way to connect with people. Um, And, and then obviously in the programs, you know, that I, that I lead and teach, I tend to have Facebook groups for those too. So I get to know people better. You know, it's funny. I, somebody once said to me, like, right, maybe in the second or third year of my business, she booked a call with me to, cause she said she was thinking about working with me. Like mm-hmm. that's what the, you know, the email said, I thinking about working with you. Do you think we could get on a call or something like that? And so I said, sure, great. You know, let's do it. I liked her product. And while we're in the phone call, she says, you know, you know, you should really um, coach people because you're really good at this. And I said, well, I do. Thinking to myself, well, isn't that why we booked the call, right? Right. <laughs> and she said, oh, I didn't realize that you worked with people. I always thought that I just assumed that you had like a financial backer or something. And you just wrote all these awesome pod, you know, did all these awesome podcasts and wrote these great blogs just to help people. (laughs) And I said to her, I was like, well, I'm not sure if I should be flattered or if I should spank myself for not doing a job with marketing, you know, and I'm thinking, God, I mean, I sell programs through email all the time, you know, like, was she just missing, you know, was I just not resonating with her? Right. So it just really, it kind of took me by surprise and and actually did make me go back and review and look at all of my content in a different way. Cause I thought maybe I'm being a little too coy or something, right. Or I'm not out there just saying, Hey, I can help you. (laughs) Um, And so anyway, since then I sort of changed my marketing tactics a bit um, because I wanted people to know that I could help them and they could hire me or take a class or you know, follow me or join my Facebook groups or whatever, right. That Mm -hmm. they were financially able to do or whatever level they're at in their business. So sometimes, you know, when you, people tell you something that sounds almost critical, you know, in a way, Mm -hmm. I, I think it's really important as an entrepreneur to be able to listen to that and just kind of say, Hey, thanks for your thoughts. I really appreciate it. And then you can hang up and freak out on yourself. (laughs) Um, But at the same time, I think it's important to be able to hear those things because they can be really valuable like this was. Yeah, totally. And I think, you know, as, you know, running our business, we're so in it. Sometimes it's hard to see outside of it. So we don't Mm -hmm. see their perspective, but their perspective is, you know, the one that matters. You know what I mean? Right. You know, and then you're like, how many other people think this? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I love that you said Facebook and email, because sometimes I talk to business owners and they're like, oh, email's dead and I don't get any reach in Facebook and all that. And I'm like, well, if you know, like we, if you use the tools correctly and if your audience is there, like if you're creating content that, you know, resonates with them, then they, mm-hmm. they do work, you know, like there, there's not this blanket thing saying this doesn't work or that, you know, so I think people get caught up in that a lot, too. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, I I think there's so many little tricks about Facebook and their algorithms and yeah. how it changes all the time and do this. Now, wait, don't do it. Now do this other thing. Oh, wait, that's over already. <laughs> you know, it's you, if you don't keep up on those things and read about them or have mentors or, you yeah. know, people who can share that with you. It and adapt. Really- mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, totally. I feel like it's like, the, you know, it's like, oh, no, coffee is bad for you. Oh, no, coffee is yeah. great for you. Drink 20 cups, you know? Like, right. Thank God. <laughs> right. I know, right? I've had like five today. Hey, I know. And then like the ones where like the wine comes out, I'll like share those all the time. I'm like, see, it says it's good to drink it every day. Yep. <laughs> um awesome um so comfort zone that's like another like buzzword kind of like with balance Mm -hmm. but I do love to hear people's stories about how they get out of their comfort zone because I feel like that's you know motivating to the listeners and to, to anybody you know and just realizing that we all have this threshold of a comfort zone but what do you do you know to to get out of it and to push past it and like do you have any tips on that Mm, I do. So I think getting out of your comfort zone is super, super important to the growth of your business, mm-hmm. right? If you just, you know, wake up and eat, you know, it's like if you're on a dot trying to be on a diet and you wake up and eat the exact same food every single day, you're, and that wasn't the diet food, right? You're not going to lose weight right. <laughs> no matter how much you want to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think with a, with a business, if you just keep doing the same thing over and over that isn't working, you know, if you kind of get stuck in that same thing. And for me, you know, I think, um, like I, I kind of hate doing webinars (laughs) (laughs) and putting, you know, putting them together. It's a lot of work, right. Putting a slide deck together and promoting it and then hosting it and, um, you know, so I, I think for me, it's not that I don't like doing it. It feels, I'm always worried that it's not good enough. Right. And so, you know, I think that's one of the ways I get out of my comfort zone is I force myself to do them. I've been doing like one every month or so since COVID hit, mm-hmm. um, just to get people some information and help just cause I know so many people in the product world are suffering right. this year. Um, just with pop-ups and markets and all these different outlets and ways of selling are, are not existent right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I just kind of force myself to do things that are out of my comfort zone, you know, sometimes emailing, uh, a famous person that I want to interview for my pot for my podcast. Right. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, you're, and I have to remind myself sometimes that they can't see you sweating at your computer. right, <laughs> right. Now, right? They're not seeing you. So just write it and send it. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think that it's important to stretch yourself and, and pick up the phone or send the email, um, go out on a limb and, you know, do a webinar for something that you're, you know, that you feel comfortable about. Obviously I'd never right. do it about a topic I wasn't a hundred percent confident about, but it's like, how, you know, how long should it be? How much, how much information is a good amount to give away? Right. Are you not giving enough? Is it, right. you know, are they going to think it's lame? Um, and, and so it's, you know, cause I just want to kind of give everything away all the time and I just figure it's good karma and it helps the people who are really interested in who are there. So, yeah, I love um, that. How have they been going? Good. Yeah, they've been they've been really fun. Awesome. So, I just kind of pick different topics and see, you know, throw questions in my Facebook groups and see what people see what 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 wins the poll. Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's awesome. And tell us yeah. about your podcast. Oh, so I have a podcast called Get a Street Smart MBA, mm. and it's really 
got, has that title because that's what I feel like I have. I don't have any formal business training. Everything I know is self-taught um, or learned from other people or mentors. And, um, you know, it's like, I consider my accountant a mentor right? <laughs> because, yes. you know, I mean, I was like, Hey, what do I do? What's QuickBooks? Right. And, um, and so I, in, I like to interview mostly people in the product world, um, who, who can share information and insight and inspiration for other product designers. Like I've interviewed Trina Turk, um, and Rebecca Minkoff, I've emailed a couple of sharks, Barbara Corcoran and Damon John and Marcus Lemonis from The Profit um, and lots of other CEOs and heads of companies. And I just like to get their stories, you know, kind of the worst thing, they, the dumbest thing they ever did and the most successful thing they ever did. And, you know, and just kind of what they learned along the way yeah. and, and the wisdom that they can impart to inspire designers to keep going. Oh, I love that. I know because I don't know, there are so many ways we can have mentors that don't even know that like there are mentors in business, you know, like there's just exactly. so much to learn. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty, it's, there is so much knowledge out there. And I just think that, you know, we're all evolving so much mm-hmm. more quickly now as a society. Yeah. And, um, and so there's just always more to learn, you know, yeah. whether you're, stumble on something on YouTube and you're like, wow, who knew about this YouTube channel? Right, <laughs> and, exactly. You know, it's like you can find YouTube channels about everything, you mm-hmm. know, and it's just pretty amazing. I know. It's so funny. Like I was, I was trying to tell my kids like growing up, you know, like, I mean, when I was in high school is kind of when like the internet and like AOL chat rooms came out. So like when I was a kid, mm-hmm. like we had to like look in an encyclopedia, you know, like we had like a whole totally. encyclopedia. <laughs> my kids are like, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, I was like, yeah. what do you mean? What do I mean? Like, we didn't have right. to. I, mean, I was like, like, I have to show you how to use a dictionary. I because know. You have to know, right? I mean, right. you can't grow up and not know how to use a dictionary. Exactly. I know you don't need one because you can just Google the word or go to the thesaurus online or dictionary.com or whatever, right. but you do need to actually know how to open a book and look up a word. <laughs> right. I know. And I was like, and kids, like there were people that like drove around and sold these and they were like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like the Bible salesman. <laughs> I know how times have changed. It's crazy. Exactly. I know. I mean, it's my kids have never known, and yours too, have never known yeah. life without an iPhone. Right. In it, you know, mm-hmm. or an iPad. Yeah. So, <laughs> sometimes they're like, what'd you do on long car rides? And I was like, I was bored or I read yeah. a book or yeah. I fought with my brothers. Play- or- yeah. You played the license plate game, you know, uh-huh. like. Totally. I spy. Yes. <laughs> um, but you get sick reading in a car. I'm like, I know I would put my legs up and look up. And if I looked up over my knees with the book, I didn't get car sick. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, that's a good tip to know. My daughter gets car sick and she gets like a headache when she tries to read in the car. And so I never yeah. even thought about different ways. So I used to just put my feet on the seat, you know, and just kind of sit sort of like in a squat position, not squatting, but I mean, mm-hmm. my tush was on the seat, but I just had my legs folded and my feet in front. And then I would just stick the book on my knees. Ah, okay. I'll and I could try read that. that way, not on a curvy road, but on a straight highway. Right. Okay. <laughs> Forget the curvy road. I can't even turn around for a nanosecond. I have to drive. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I'll have to tell her that. Cause yeah, we we're from New Orleans, but we live in Oregon, but we drive okay. back like often. Mm. And so that's a 
you know, that's really, it'd be nice that's for her to be able to read instead of just, you know, mm-hmm. watch movies and Netflix. But she doesn't get sick if she watches a movie. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. That's interesting. I know. So maybe yeah. she's just lying. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to read, mommy. Guess what? Mm-hmm. I can just thought of that. <laughs> Yeah, I can have, I can say, cause I'm always the driver. I have never watched a video while the car is moving. Oh, okay. Personally. Right. You know, my kids do, but I yeah. never have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably not the best if you're driving. <laughs> no, no, not at all. But I mean, even if I've been in the passenger seat, I'm usually talking to whoever's the driver. So I'm right. watching totally. a movie on an iPad. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. So speaking of reading, what is your favorite book? Well, my personal book. Uh, any, yeah, any book. <laughs> and it could be multiple uh, one books. One of my all-time favorite books is The Nightingale. Oh. Mm-hmm. I've never I, heard of that. Oh, it's an awesome, it's for, I was on a World War II uh, little junket a couple of years ago, and it's a story about the French resistance and how they helped um, the uh, disavowed, whether not necessarily just the Jews, but other people in in Europe escape the Nazis. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's really yeah. riveting. But. Yeah, that would be <laughs> okay. I'll yeah, just, I just wrote that down. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thick one, like seven yeah. or eight hundred pages. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sounds really awesome, though. So, yeah. like, go quick. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite one of those, drink? Like up to two in the morning. What's oh. my favorite drink? <laughs> Um, well, I really, I like to sip good tequila, mm. and, but I'm really a martini girl. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. I've never really been a fan. Like, I don't know why. Like, if- <laughs> You either are or you're not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so my, some of my friends are like, pour me one. And other ones are like, how do you drink that gasoline? <laughs> right. It, it's with gin, right? Uh, I like vodka. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, liquor in general gives me heartburn. I mean, not that like, I don't know why wine doesn't, it probably should, but yeah. you know, I was acidic, but yeah, for whatever reason, <laughs> but, um, so what's your favorite thing to do to relax? Um, cooking, I think, mm. and gardening. Yeah. I spend a lot of time in the garden in the summer. But oh, I live in Colorado awesome. and it's, we've got snow on the ground. So <laughs> it's about high of 30 right now. So there's no gardening to be had. Right. And it's probably um, a pretty short season, isn't it? I guess it depends on where you live in Colorado, but, uh, or is it decent in the summer? Oh no, it, it's, it's, we're usually pretty sunny from May until, um, end of October. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. So when, and winter's not, you know, it doesn't often snow, uh, this early, often we get snow. The first snow is Christmas. <laughs> so, uh, but there's no more snow in sight for weeks now. <laughs> so, dry. She got a little now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. A couple inches. Yeah. Oh, fun. Um, what's your favorite thing to watch? Um, I I watch a lot of series with my kids, um, <laughs> just because it gives us something fun to do together, and mm-hmm. so. Um, shows like White Collar, uh, we're watching House right now, um, things I haven't seen in many, many years. Um, <laughs> I was a big fan of Suits and yeah. um, I'm kind of enjoying Emily in Paris right now. And I love the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> so, but you know, that's not kid appropriate. So right. I, that's one of my after hours. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll be downstairs in the TV right. room alone. <laughs> Answering emails and drinking martinis. Exactly, and right. <laughs> yes. Knock before you come in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's funny. Um, and lastly, where is your favorite place to go? Um, hmm. That's interesting. Um, well, one of my favorite places to go, my mom lives in Northern California at the beach. Mm-hmm. That's It's a super peaceful, small little beach town. And we usually spend a couple weeks there in the summer. Unfortunately, we did not get to go this summer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I would say that's probably one of my favorite kind of disappearing places to go. Yeah. Yeah. Northern California is beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Okay, so where can everybody find you online, like your website, social media, so they can connect with you more? Yeah, so you can find me at sarahshawconsulting.com. You can find me on Facebook at Sarah Shaw and on Instagram, or all at at Sarah Shaw Consulting on Facebook and on Instagram. Okay. Mm -hmm. Perfect. I will put those in the notes. Yeah. Well, this has been so much fun. Uh, I really learned about, I love learning about, I don't have a lot of product launchers on the show. So it was really fun to hear something different, you know, and like the different things that go, go into that kind of world. And as opposed to like services, you know, Uh which I know you're more services now, but it was just fun to hear the history about it. (laughs) The history. Yeah. It's making products is, I always kind of a attune it to building a car (laughs) because there's just so many moving parts and little things that go into everything. You know, you don't realize, you know, if you get a blouse, right, there's the fabric, well, the design, the fabric, the cutting, the buttons, maybe a zipper, you know, does it need to be pressed or is it boxed? How's it hung? You know, Mm -hmm. there's just so many, is there a label, right? There's so many different things that go into making something, that I think and until you really know how difficult it can be and what a challenge it is at times. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if you can, if people have a full appreciation, right. When you just like grab something off the rack and you're like, Oh, that's cute. I'm going to buy Great. that. Right? And cause you, of course you, you know, you don't, when you're buying a car, you don't think, wow, there's like 5,000 pieces in this engine right. or whatever. Right. And how did they put it together? And how did Mr. Ford come up with that? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Just like, wow, it's a car. Cool. Great. Yeah. See ya. Thanks. Right. Yeah. I can't wait to drive this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. And, um, right. The brakes work, the steering works, yeah. the gear shift, right. And the heat works. <laughs> I'm good. Um, so anyway, it's, it's a, it's a really fun, challenging, very, very challenging business, I think to be in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've never even thought like when you started saying the things about the blouse, I'm like, huh, I never even thought about all of those different <laughs> aspects. Like right. seriously. Um, and you'll have to keep us posted if you do like a, the, your bag again, if you relaunch all that, let us know. I so I can share it for sure. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, thanks so much for taking the time, um, to chat with me today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. You have a happy holidays. Thanks. Yeah. You too. Yeah. Have a great weekend and a Merry Christmas with your girls. That'll be great. Merry Christmas and happy new year to you. Thanks. Thanks for listening, everyone.